George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Welcome to another episode of the Eye of Terror podcast. So it's kind of exciting. We're using a brand new mixing board. So if there are any differences in sound, you can blame or praise the Omnisaya, as the case may be. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. Really, it's a really fancy looking one, too. It's got a nice smooth design, lots of color coordinated buttons. Yeah, it's very fancy. Yeah. Very fancy. Very fancy. Um, so this episode, we're actually, it's a little different from other episodes. We're going to focus on hobbying. Um, and this is going to be part one of our hobbying extravaganza. Um, we're going to focus on, 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 on collecting and building um, the little gray plastic models that become our armies. And the focus today is going to be the Gene Steeler cult. Because audience, we just the, got a ton of Gene Steeler stuff and have joined up with the cult. Yeah, we've uh, we decided to go and join the cult. Um, we got the Codex. Um, Actor we'll, bags went yeah. underground. We'll we'll touch on our first impressions on the Codex. We've not yet played a game with Gene Steeler cult no. rules, but we will give you some first impressions. It's our intention that our next episode um, we'll get into actual gameplay for Gene Steeler cult. But today is really all about the hobbying aspect. So why don't we go over the list of the stuff we got to build our first Gene Seeder cult army. All right. So what we got was the Brood Coven, the collection of um, the three initial release uh, Warlord characters, a uh, squad of neophyte hybrids, um, the mining looking guys, uh, an acolyte icon ward, a uh, bunch of brood brothers, which are guardsmen substitutes. The Clam of Us, uh, who you might know as the radio, the Vox guy. He's a DJ. The DJ. Yeah. Bringing down the house. And the Sanctus Assassin. That was our Gene Stealer cult. And that was it. Uh, but we also, to that, I think we, did you mention the uh, Box of Cadians? Uh, no, I did not mention. The okay, so we we had a box of Cadians. And uh, rather than, actually, we could not buy at our local friendly game store um, more boxes of the neophyte hybrids because they only had was one blo one box because yeah. everybody ran in and bought it all the Jesus or something before we got there, but we did have a, an unopened box of uh, of Cadians, so we took ten Cadians and I happened to have the little upgrade kit with the little Gene Steeler heads and symbols. Yes. So what we did is we took off their helmets and replaced them with the furrowed brows and goggles of the gene stealers. They're more like ridged. They're, they're ridged. They're, they're ridged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're kind of, they, they look reptilian without, even though I don't know any snakes with ridges on their foreheads. They got a dinosaur feel going on. Ah, ah, yes. That makes sense. I was like, why do they have ridges on their foreheads? Yeah. I it's think that's what they're trying to go for. Kind of dinosaurish. All right. So we, we start off with the brood coven, which is the, um, the patriarch, the magus. And then who's the other guy in the, in the brood coven? Uh, the Magus and the Primus. And the Primus, right. The Primus, right. Not to be confused with a 90s band. <laughs> Sailing through the, through the seas of cheese. They had a great bass. Yeah, that was... A, actually, I really like Primus. It's totally no, they're not good. Yeah, but that, not to be confused with that guy. First off, let's talk about the models, the look of the models, before we get into actually building them and all that stuff. I, I am thoroughly impressed with um, the detail in the Patriarch. This is probably one of the most awesome 40k models I've actually ever built. It's just so cool looking. It's every, there's so many details from the brain tissue in the main part of the head, yeah. right? To the different types of skin and skin that's stretched over what seems to be like muscle fiber. Like there's like little holes where you can see the muscle fiber peeking through a la alien. 
to the detail on the pipe that he's sitting on, uh, which includes like like some sort of like alien like mucus that is sort of like spread around all these skulls at the base of the pipe. It's I mean this thing is amazingly detailed, fantastic. Even the positioning of the model is fantastic. In one hand, hand in one claw, he's holding a Space Marine helmet. He like he ripped it off the head of a Space Marine. And with his other hand, he's like tapping on his brain like, yeah, you'll need to be smart to beat me. It's, or, it, yeah, it's, it's the, or um, he's about to use his psychic powers on somebody. Yeah, it's, it's probably, it's meant to be the psychic power thing, but it looks like, <laughs> it looks like the like thinking, the thinking meme. What was that meme called? I, I don't know. You kids in your with the, with the guy tapping on his, the side of his forehead, and it's a, and it was like some you don't need to do this oh, if you do yeah, this. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And it was something ridiculous. <laughs> That's on, on Reddit. The black dude. That was going, that, yeah. Uh, that was yeah. That was really popular a little while back. It still pops up. It's still pops. I know what you're talking about. Yes. So so uh, just an amazing looking model. Uh, yeah. Claws and spikes everywhere. Just the meanest looking gene sealer you can you can ever lay your hands on. Kind of nightmare inducing. In fact, I'll confess. <laughs> All night last night, after we got these models and spent all day building them, I actually had dreams about gene sealers. What? Yeah, I know. You had dreams. I kind of nightmares all night. I, it never happens. Weird. Like forty k game, like forty k full of horrors. I've never had like scary dreams or nightmares about forty k yeah. until I spent all day building gene sealer cult models, and then I had like kind of like nightmares about gene sealer cult. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, like full color vibr vibr. Vivid, like what happened? I, nothing. I just had these flashes of all these horrific sort of gene stealer cult, just cultists imagery? and like gene stealers, like yeah, like invading my dreams. Wow, that's yeah. I know it's kind of kind of scary, huh? Okay, so the next uh, the next model is the the Magus. The Magus is a uh, cool kind of. He's got a wizard robe and kind of like a priest, like you know, shawl kind of a thing with a high collar. Very very. Um, I am a high priest. I am a magus kind of a pose, like pointing sure. yeah. about to blast you with the psychic powers. I, I think the most conventional of the models is this one. He looks like a psyker. Yeah, guy. he looks like a typical, you know, magic user type of guy. He comes with a couple of familiars, which is very cool. They're the two little familiars and they, they guard him and they have their own little rules for when think, they attack. I think a lot of the characters actually have little uh, imps. Yeah, they're like little imps throughout the whole um, Gene Steeler world. They're, little they're literally called familiars, like. Like yeah. Which is familiars, and then finally there's the primus. Where's the primus in here? Right. Oh, here he is. So the, the primus has a bone sword. It's cool. He's got three arms, which makes him unique and different. And he's got some sort of needle gun. I have three arms. And the I am special and yeah. unique. Well, you know, I mean, you can look like an alien, but once you got three arms, there's no hiding your alienness. I mean, I mean the um, <laughs> what's his, the Keller horns got three arms. I think some. I think some of the more mutated acolyte types have right more arms. Right. Yeah, he well, he definitely has a more reptilian-looking face, and uh, the three arms is definitely a giveaway. Like, I'm not from your planet, I'm not from your neighborhood, um, kind of guy. He's cool because he's wearing a like a big leather coat, and that's kind of awesome. And the fact that he's wearing like that pressurized um, Gene Theater cult suit, which I love. I love that whole look. Yeah. Of, like we have to wear pressure suits because our jobs are so terrible. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They're all they're all working class folks, you know. They, they are. That's how they get cultivated into the you know the cult. Um, literally cultivated. Yeah. So he, he's he's cool. I like I like the primus. I don't know what his rules are because I haven't read the book yet. But um, he's one of the um, one of the HQ characters. 
And then we did the, we got the neophyte hybrids, 10 of them, just great models, just beautiful, you know, wearing those pressure suits um, oh, with yeah. a variety of weapons. Most of them, they, they're equipped with auto guns, but they also come with, uh, if you want, you can equip them with shotguns. And then they got a couple of heavy weapons. There's a mining laser. Yes. That looks nothing like a LAS cannon, but it's, looks like a well, mining. It, it has the stats. Well, actually, no, it's it's a 24-inch LAS cannon, essentially. Right. Strength 9. Is it AP minus 3? Yes. Yeah, right. But 24 inches. So, but still, pretty I mean, good, something you can wield on the battlefield pretty effectively. Yeah. And then there's the seismic cannon, which has both a long range and short range, you know, stat. Options. And it kind of looks like a grav cannon with a fork uh, attached to the end of it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I like the little stand it has. Yeah, it comes with a little bipod. Yeah, I, I appreciate that sort of most heavy weapons don't bother having that sort of feature <laughs> right. for some reason. Exactly. See, GW is paying attention to physics. You're going to shoot something like a big heavy gun. You need a bipod, something to stabilize it. I just love the look of the Neophyte hybrids. They're, they look nothing like any of the other you know, 40K models out there. They look so pretty unique. They definitely just say gene sealers. Not much not much else to say except that they're, they're just fantastic little models. Um, once I started building them and put them together, I thought, gosh, these guys look so much better than, than Guardsmen. Speaking of they which. Really do. <laughs> and then the next one, guys, we built were the Guardsmen themselves. Yeah. Typical Guardsmen build, except that um, I did use uh, extra bits from the uh, Neophyte box as well as the uh the upgrade kit to give them a little, a little um curved gene sealer symbol sure the one that looks like a kind of like a it's a, it looks like a it, it, look, it looks like the um like a the dragon infantile like a alien that comes out of the, your uh stomach yeah like yeah. uh yeah like the, the xenomorph the xenomorph the xenomorph the stomach know, burster names. it looks like that yeah oh one, one quick okay well we'll get into actually how we built these guys in a second but um anyway and then um we did also get a kill team box um, because it had a special character in it. Um, what's what's this character's the name? Acolyte Icon Ward. Um, uh, he, he has a very particular weird name. Yeah, uh, I think for storyline purposes, it is Krasker Matterzek. Yeah, we got we got this guy not because um, we we bought the kill team box, which just includes him and his special rules for kill team, because I think you need the kill team commander's manual in order to effectively play him. Right. But we didn't get we, we don't have kill team commanders. We just liked his rules because he's actually in the codex as well. Yeah. He, and yeah. he comes with auras that he's got some buffs, some buffs. And we thought they were buffs. Plus, he's got this cool again, one of these three armed guys. And he has this big banner that got the jeans to their thing. He just looks like an awesome model. So we we did the rule of cool in, in terms of deciding to buy him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's good. Uh, the other two special characters were. um Gosh, who did we get? We got Sanctus. Sanctus is the assassin, the gene stealer assassin. Yeah. Um, how would you describe him? Uh, he's really. I don't know. He's like this. He's like this kind of perfect mix between completely cheesy and completely cool. <laughs> I mean, like, I always, I always appreciate like lone assassin figures with knives and sniper rifles, but the goggles are crazy looking. They have the sort of trinocular uh, design on them. Um, and he's also got a little minion with a binocular goggle set on, a little familiar, on a pipe next to him. It's kind of really ridiculous, but I think it kind of perfectly evokes a, a 40K feel of like, this is really, this is really cool. 
but man, does that look ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little, it's got like a little monkey, like uh, familiar on a pole who helps him like do, uh, he points out, he points at the victims. And then I think that his special role is that the familiar helps him eliminate any cover saves, any cover bonuses. Ah. So if the familiar is like still alive or whatever, then um, anybody does not get the benefit of getting cover bonuses. That's fun. I know. I know. He's already at two up. Sanctus has got a blitz skill of two up as it is. Yeah. Right. So um, he's just going to be tough to deal with. He, he's a sniper character that can actually go shoot um, he's, characters. He's got he's got a stabby capabilities. I mean, he has a special particular knife as well. He's got a what's called a biosanctus knife, bio-sanctus um, knife which yeah. you can choose instead of the sniper rifle. And you could also sub it out for a um, there is a certain uh, relic. That oh, OK. It's clearly meant to be a substitute for that particular guy. Yeah. Um, and I think it does even more damage and it has like great weird like insta kill capabilities. Given the short range of most of this army, I think this guy is kind of essential. You know, first off, he can pick off characters from a distance. And secondly, he's got really great skills and he has a lot of wounds and stuff. So I, I, I think he's better suited for long range, but somebody might want it might want him as a close he'd be really effective at close combat in I fact it would be he'd be a good match against a um uh, an imperial an imperium assassin yeah i don't know it's it's it seems like uh a lot of this army is actually seems really assault based um there's a lot of there's a lot of characters elite characters and hqs alike who have a lot of like buffs that assist in close combat i mean everyone's geared towards you know um coming up out of the ground right uh and sort of a faux deep strike um it, it seems like a very aggressive assaulty army to me so if he i mean i think he has he might have a buff or around him too i'm not sure i'd have to check but i think a lot of these guys seem geared towards like group assaults yeah i mean uh, he'd be very effective with his biosanctus uh knife it's actually really good in close combat yeah. but um i i i equipped him to do sure long distance because I think he's going to be more useful to be a sniper from a distance given his two up uh, ballistic skill. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the other, um, the other, uh, the other guy is the Clamvius. What's his name? Oh, the Clamavus. 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 The Clamato. So this guy's got like a, he's got like a giant speaker on a pole and he basically has an aura that prevents any deep strikes um, or he creates a deep strike, anti deep strike bubble of 12 inches. Which which would is really helpful of preventing charges and any advances or charges against uh, your army. And I think he gives some assault buffs and a range of around six inches as well. Great. So another again, just yeah. lending uh, credence to your theory that this is really an assault based army. Short range weapons. Yeah, you know, like around, everything's around like twenty, usually twenty. Buffs that inches. give advances and you know, yeah, le- yeah and and the different um, sects all have different capabilities, but and a uh, lot of them seem focused on on assault. Yeah. Yeah, coming out of the ground and then assaulting. All right, but we won't. We're not going to get in the rules too much. Yeah. Um, not this time. We'll get into the rules next time when we when we actually play a game. All right. So um, let's talk about the process of building these guys. All right. So let's talk about the neophyte hybrid kit. Okay. All right. You you decided to build that, and I decided to build the the, the Cadians with the uh, with the heads. Tell me about your process. How do you approach uh, building a, a a kit from from GW? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> I just, I like to, um, it's, it's simple. I, I go and I just clear the whole thing. I clear, I, I cut out everything that I possibly can and get rid of the flash flash. Not the word I was looking for. Oh, okay. 
Like, the sprues. Yes. I know words. Yeah, the I, I get rid of the sprues. I, I clear all the sprues, and that's it. I just don't want to have to worry about like having a bunch of sprues like with the occasional piece yeah. wittered in. So so by the end of your process, you've got little piles of like arms and yes. guns and legs and torsos and heads and whatever, yes. right? You know, accessories, right? Yeah, and then I'll divide them up into their own specific categories for ease of... Okay, and, and then, then what happens? Well, then I clear the flash. And then you clear the flash. So for, like, do you go to each pile of different, like, categories and clear that way? Or do you clear based on, how do you clear? Like, I'm, I'm categories. fascinated. Huh? Okay, no, no, I go, I go to each, I go to each pile. Okay. And I just do it one at a time left to right. Okay. Um, and then, okay, so then, so you go around clearing the flash, getting rid of the mold lines, doing all that. Yeah. And how, now, do you use the hobby knife or do you use files? Uh, it depends. Um, if it's something really close to, um, if it's, it's, it's not particularly a large amount of flash then you know, I'll just use the files. Uh, but if it's something pretty big and obvious, uh, then I'll just clear it off with the knife. Uh, and it also depends on how close it is to my finger. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I find that with bald heads and these guys, most guys have bald heads. They do. Having a round file as opposed to like a squared off file mm-hmm. is very helpful. So you don't actually create any additional ridges or yeah, dents in their know. heads. <laughs> the round file actually is really good. And and all the bald guys have like a little bit of a mold line. Yeah, Running they do. over half their head. So you really have to like, you know, mold that down, file that down in order to like give them a completely bald Eel Brenner look. It's got to um, be completely smooth. All right. So after that, that's when you start perfectly round cementing ends. right after you finish clearing the mold lines and the flash and then you, you start cementing yeah that's when i start yeah because oh. then i don't then if i all right are you relying on the instructions at this time it uh, depends uh if it's if i'm dealing with something like a um guy with an auto gun probably not um if it's one of the heavy weapons sure because that there's the more specific instruction to that right yeah that, i mean there's not much more to it well, the reason I'm asking is because I think your method is insane. <laughs> what do you think? My Why do you think my method is insane? I think it's crazy because you have all these piles of arms and yeah. piles of like arms holding auto guns. And when you look at the sprues, it's clear that like arm with gun is matched to arm not holding gun. Right. So yeah. And that the arm not holding a gun is there. Those arms are, are different lengths because they're, meant to look differently you know create a, di- a different sense of this guy's holding a gun differently from the next guy so that the army doesn't look completely uniform so now you have this pile and you no longer have the match set of the gun arm with the cradling arm now you've got to go hunt around and spend time trying to match those two up and to me that would drive me crazy right I mean, don't have a problem with torsos and legs. Clearly, that's it's it's pretty it's pretty easy to figure out which two of those pieces go together. Although there's probably a little hunting around for those, but now you're dealing with like in building the weapons, like trying to match arms to trying to match arms. That would drive me nuts. Is it a problem? Is is this method work for you? Like, I mean, I'm listening to something or watching something on the side at that point, so I don't I I don't know. I just kind of go into like um. Not a trance, but like I just go into work. I just go into a work mode, and I just don't really think about it. Okay, too hard. Okay, if, so if I just like sometimes I'll just go, oh, where's the? So you're hobbying while watching. Like last night, you were watching YouTube videos on Starship Troopers while you were doing uh, this. Yes, yes, I was. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll just 
like, I mean, occasionally if it's a particularly interesting or enraging video, it'll maybe be <laughs> distracting. But right. beyond that, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not that much of a problem. Okay. Um, I, I found, I was watching you in fascination because I could never work that way. It, well, I could work that way, but it would drive me crazy. I just, it would just be, it would be annoying. And I, I get what you're doing. You don't want empty sprues because the, the way I do it is, of course, the way that GW kind of recommends they do it in the instruction book. And that is kind of like one guy at a time. Where yeah. you, click, you hunt and peck and find the right piece, cut that out, right? Yeah. Find its companion piece, remove the flash, glue those parts together, go on to the next couple of pieces and then do that over and over and over again until you get a completed little miniature, right? But then that creates a problem of you're now hunting for that particular one number thing and you're spending time trying to find that one little piece. And for the life of you, you can't find it in the three sprue set that you have in front of you, right? So that's that to me is a disadvantage is that you're create, you're, you're, you don't have an assembly line sort of thing. You What you're doing is you're just being very methodical, one after the other, right? Yeah. But I find it's a lot faster to do it that way because then I, I'm not left with the problem of trying to, you know, match parts. I mean, I think I'm just a naturally slow worker, honestly. Hmm, okay. I, I mean, I just, I've always done like manual labor pretty slowly and too much to my mother's chagrin. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Like whenever I do the dishes, I'll be like there for like 30 minutes. Right. So I, I think with either method, I probably wouldn't notice that much of a difference. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I looked at the, the quality of your, of your, of your work and um, it was meticulous. Like the, uh, the neophyte hybrids that you did, all the flash was gone. All the mold lines were gone. Like compared to a couple of years ago when you started doing it, uh, clearly you did a, a great job. I mean, they all looked fantastic. All the miniatures that you put together looked great. I just, it just, to me, it would it drive seems, me crazy to yeah. do it at such a pace, slow pace of, you know, doing it that way. Because I, because I, I was able to finish a lot, a lot faster. The, the yes, the, you were. You did a lot. You I did a lot. lot. I did like thirteen or fourteen miniatures last night. Yeah. Uh, maybe even more. When you did like three. <laughs> no, I did. No, I did seven. You did seven, but I, I seven. but I actually went to sleep, and you finished a few of them after I went to sleep. Mm, uh, I, I like finished up one guy. Once I saw you were going to sleep, I was like, all right, I'll do, stop, and I'll, I did one last guy, and then that was it. Okay. Um, and still it's just, that's ultimately a matter of me being slow and not usually like build, not building all that often. Right. Uh, so I wasn't really as used to it as you were. Well, I'm not, I'm not really critiquing. Um, I mean, I am, but at the same time, um, the whole point of the hobby is to have fun is to enjoy it. Right. And did you enjoy, do you enjoy building the models? I'm I'm kind of neutral on it. I've, I've never oh, okay. I've never been I've never been in the I've never been in the game for the hobbying aspect. I've always been in the game for the lore and the the aesthetics of the world. And I just I just find I just find the feel of 40k and its universe great. So so to you, building and hobbying is kind of a necessary evil. Yeah, I, I mean it doesn't it just doesn't do anything for me. It, it, it's it's hmm, okay. I mean, I, I like I like the looks of the models once they're all like, once they look all painted up and right, nice. But um, beyond that, the actual like fiddling with like small plastic parts, I don't know. I, I, I just don't. I find it a little sometimes a little frustrating. Right, right. Because I don't think I have the best hands for it. I don't have very dexterous hands. Right. And uh, my hands also get easily sweaty. <laughs> 
Okay. Which is an embarrassing true fact. <laughs> which you've now shared on with a public uh, platform. That's great. Um, uh, yeah. Alec has sweaty hands. Okay. Was, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Alec sweaty hands. What have I done? <laughs> okay. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the hopping part. It's to me, it's incredibly like relaxing and meditative to either do the painting or do the, the hopping part. I have, terrible eyes is my, my confession of that terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm very, um, I'm very nearsighted, but, um, so I need to either have a big magnifying lamp in order to remove the mold lines and do all that stuff sure. or take off my glasses and just hold a model up close, up really close to my eyes and do it that way. Mm-hmm. But that forces a focus. Either of those things force me to just completely focus on the thing in front of me. And so I, I can listen to music and I can have like a podcast going on in the background. What I can't do is I can't watch like like Netflix or a narrative of some kind, because I'll 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 stop paying attention to the narrative, and I'll just be totally drawn into the the model in front of me. Yeah, I, I don't usually when I'm watching YouTube, I don't usually watch uh, any sort of narrative stuff. Okay. Usually, it'll be like a video essay or something like that, something right. that I don't have to necessarily look at all the time. Right, um, but I can just look up occasionally to see a certain a certain image. I'll go, oh, that's nice. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I, I like playing music a lot when I'm um when I'm hobbying. Because I get so so caught into it, so so caught up into it. Uh, one quick thing: we um, so we ended up having uh, we ended up building like thirteen um, neophyte hybrids because we had previously gotten the rock grinder kit, you know that the Mars truck with the yes. grinder thing in the front, yes. and it actually comes with a couple of uh, a couple of uh, neophyte hybrids and a guy that's supposed to go in a turret. So I had this torso with no legs. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's supposed to be the turd guy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what a waste. Um, I can't just, I mean, I, I don't want, I don't like, I usually don't like putting dudes in my vehicles. Sure. I, I, I like the cleaner look yeah, without yeah, yeah, the yeah. dudes sticking out of them. So I thought, let's just turn this guy into somebody who's emerging yeah. from a hole. Yes. You're in, yeah. And your, your initial idea. Yes. Your initial idea was you're going to put him like on the base and you're going to surround him with like rocks and whatnot. Yes. Uh, and so it looks like he was emerging from some sort of crevice. Yes. Uh, and you had the idea, maybe I'll put like extra arms like coming out next to him. So yes. to make it look like there's multiple entities coming out from the hole. Yes. Uh, but then you had a, a real flash of inspiration. <laughs> tell, yeah. tell us about that. Okay, so I, I've we have a bunch of uh, terrain kit, and uh, we got the the kill team. Oh, it wasn't even kill team. It was a shadow war. Uh, it was a shadow war terrain kit that mm-hmm. came with a bunch of gantries and a bunch of pipes and all this stuff. And so I had this piece of pipe terrain mm-hmm. that would just lay on the battlefield and just kind of sit there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought, why don't I snip off a piece of pipe, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll stick this guy in the pipe like he's coming out of the pipe, like mm-hmm. literally running out of the pipe like like um, like Super Mario or something. It's a me, a me, a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so now this guy's like emerging from like this, uh, this piece of pipe um, with a power pickaxe and a bolter gun in his hand. So he's become the sergeant. And so now he's gl- glorious. <laughs> he's like emerging from a pipe. He looks like a kind of like a chess piece now. You know, imagine he's imagine like a rook. imagine the gene <laughs> the great gene stealer cult emerging from the underground to the war cry of "Let's go!" <laughs> well, that would be awesome. You might inspired my uh, my paint job now. <laughs> They're all going to be wearing uh, red overalls. 
They're all going to be wearing it. Yeah. There <laughs> we little go. Red, little red hats. There we go. Yeah. Uh, he, this guy's awesome. I'll, I'll put a, I'll post a picture of him on our Facebook page so that if you want to see our, our Gene Cedar cult leader emerging from the pipe, you can. It, it is quite good. It yeah. Quite it was fun. a fun, a fun and quick little kit bash that we did with uh, available parts. Yeah. So that, so yeah, so that, so my process is basically to, um, to follow, stay within the lines and follow the directions of, uh, in there. I, to me, it's just a lot easier to do it. Now, after the, after the fact, I like to add little details and, and add little kit bash elements in here and there to personalize the army. Sure. But getting to the basic figurine itself, I, I, I do want to follow the, the instructions so I don't have to get frustrated later on looking for, looking to match parts that, that just drives me nuts. So yeah, yeah that drives me crazy. Um, most of these guys were, were um, glued together with regular old plastic cement, yeah. which is what our, our preferred way. But I, I do like to use um, super glue to for the uh, bases, for the bases, because some of the legs are a little fiddly in terms of their poses. So it's better to super glue. Yeah, for any of the walking guys, the or, walking guys that are moving around with under on, apparently on their tippy toes, you definitely yeah, that's need. Not, yeah, I never cement. get, I never got that. That's not. Yeah. Often the walking poses aren't. I don't really see people walking on their tippy toes. Quite like that. They or they usually have like part of their foot down at that at that point. If, but if you took a lot of pictures of somebody walking, you might capture one frame of them actually be on tippy toes. I think that's the frame that they modeled after. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess. Okay. One other note on on hobbing though is um another model we picked up yesterday at um, at Arrow Hobbies, our our local game store here in Santa Monica is um, the brand new Commissar character from Astro Militarum, Severina Rain. What an amazing looking model. Just fantastic uh, Commissar, uh, female Commissar holding a, a, a saber in a bolt gun. She comes with her own special rules. Now I got to say, not an easy character to put together. Sure. First off, uh, she is in resin, not plastic. So if you don't like resin, that's going to be a warning sign for you. But I gotta say, the resin on Severina is a lot better than the prior resin that I think you may have been used to from Games Workshop. Forge World resin is always pretty good, right? It's high quality, pretty good. This feels a lot more like Forge World resin than the prior version of GW resin that where they used to do a lot of their character kits. It's a lot harder than mm -hmm. the prior resin. The prior resin that used to they used to use was very soft. This is a lot harder, so the cuts are cleaner, mm -hmm. and it's easier to work with, which is super important. The I think the harder resin also allows for a lot more detail in the character. Like there's so much character uh, detail in every aspect of the fabric of her clothes, the cape, um, her um, her chest guard, the, the 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 facial expressions, her commissar's cap. Little tiny details that are amazing. The way that the the back of her coat is sort of flying up in the air, it's an action pose. Those are things that I think only you can pretty much get away with in resin to add this kind of level of detail. But then you're then you're having to work with resin, which makes this so much harder to work with. It took me a long time to actually um, carve out the resin and then clean up the flash and mold lines very carefully. If, if you want to, this is not a kit that you want to, um, give somebody who is just starting out in uh, in 40k. I think you kind of have to have built up your um, modeling skills in order to put together Severina Rain because she is a little bit of a challenge. Uh, getting um, making sure the parts all fit together in the right way means that you're you're 
um, cutting off just the right amount of flash and mold lines, yeah. and not too much. Yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah. it's not gonna not gonna fit together. Also, um, the hard part was the very thing. The last thing you're supposed to put on her is the head, and um, just sitting on a on a torso and neck area with giant apulets, mm. and it requires you shaving down the head part just perfectly. Oh. Yes, it was a ton of trial and error, oh. a ton of shaving, eyeballing it, shaving some more, just tiny little micro shaves, oh. tiny little micro shaves until it kind of came into play. It kind of fit into place. So if you're not a patient person um, or you're clumsy with your you know, hands like me, like you, um, this would be a very frustrating uh, model to work on. Severina yeah. Rain. Awesome model, the love the character, I love the pose, but definitely a challenge. And so I kind of had to just kind of suck it up and just keep on working. But it took a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of detail work here. So she took a long time to put together. But when she, look, what do you think? How do you think you turn out? Yeah, no, she looks great. Yeah, uh, I like. I always like the, the very dynamic pose. Right. I don't see any. Just on from your modeling, I don't see any flaws in it. So no, no, no. I, yeah, thank you. I think you went over this very, very I, well. I was very careful with her. Careful. Um, yeah. The, the only, my only criticism about this model is it's 35 bucks, $35 really? US, $35 US for one commissar? character model. For one com exactly. For one commissar. And if, if I, you know what? I bought it because she's cool. Just an awesome looking model. She does look cool. As soon as I saw the model, I'm like, I got to have it. But uh, the rules are a little disappointing. If you're looking, if you're looking to buy this model it's, for the crunch, you're not going to no, get it. It's, 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 it's a commissar. It's a commissar. Which movement six? You know, it's got a. Uh, it's a commissar of a special name that no one's going like, to exactly use. Weapon they're, skill, they're, they're gonna, skill three. They're going to they're going to use her as a commissar. Yeah, she, she has a couple of special weapons. Or a couple of minus, a couple of minus one weapons. Her gun is a strength four minus one weapon, and her. Um, her sword is a minus one AP sword, which is a little bit better than um, I think most characters, but sure. still not some, not, not some, maybe not worth the points or maybe not worth the, the price definitely, but unless you want to collect an awesome model and this is an awesome looking model that I can't wait to play with in my astronaut's room. So sure. Severino Rain. Okay. So we're just going to talk about initial impressions. So, uh, Alec, what are your initial impressions of the Gene Sutter book? We're not, we're not going to, like I said, we, we didn't play a game. We didn't really get too deep into the book itself, into the codex, but any initial thoughts on what you, what you read so far? Uh, as I mentioned before, it seems to be kind of, um, a very assault based army with focus on sort of deep striking capabilities, uh, as well as sort of character, but character buffs, uh, and like mobs of guys. So overwhelming numbers, getting really close to your the other guy's army really fast, um, having an initial hail of fire, and then running on in. Okay. Uh, Do you know? I mean, I haven't. You read the rules a little bit more than I did. Do they are they able to get in and get out, or do they once they're in, they're they're just in? No, they're once they're in, they're they're gonna be blocked, and they don't have sort of hit and run capabilities. Okay. But I mean, the, the advantage here is that the um, with the cult ambush rule, mm -hmm. it, all your infantry is going to basically be deep striking. Oh, that's all awesome. Of, all of them. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you, you'll have enough guys to get in there. So in terms of the objective grabbing, that's great. 
Oh yeah, no, that's fantastic. One, one thing we should mention is that the codex comes with um, a bunch of uh, blip markers. Yes, the blip markers are a different. They're a different um, setup. So you can either set up most most everything can be set up with the blip markers, the ambush markers, as they're called. Yeah. Um, but those are set up within your deployment zone. Um, the underground uh, version is just deep strike. Okay. So if you set them up, it, so it, when you first set up, when you first deploy, you're able to put um, ambush markers instead of um, actual units on the table. Yes. Oh, that's confusing for your opponent. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna it's gonna be a bit of a bit of a problem. Well, that's f- that's to, fine. I like that. And then on your first, and then on your first turn, you reveal. Ah, uh, this is how. That's a master plan. Oh, that reminds me. Um. Uh. Yeah. So we also got the um, Adeline Jackals. Yes, we did the uh, motorcycle guys. So the uh, there's four motorcycle guys and what looks like a ridge runner, right? Yeah, the, the guy on a guy in a little uh, like a four wheeler. Yeah, four wheeler. Like a little four wheeler. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We haven't built those guys yet. Um, we're gonna build them next week. And those look fun. Those are our fast attack uh, movers. And then we've got I think it's called the ridge runner. We got the ridge runner on order, which is like their yeah. doom buggy. Yeah, 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 the um, it kind of sleek. It's not. It's not quite the limo. It's not quite the limo, but. No, it's not a limo. I don't think it's supposed to be a limo. No, I don't. I don't think it's. it's I don't the, think for the primus. <laughs> I wish. I wish they would do that. That would be awesome. The limo would be. They great. don't have rules for the limo though. But you can. Your GW can write them. Yeah, that's GW, true. GW, bring yeah. us the limo. Kill team, the limo. You know what your fans want. Um, <laughs> the giant limo. The giant limo for the primus. Even longer. Uh, but the Ridge Runner is like a four wheel drive. You know, yeah. a, like attack, doom buggy or something. It's got a choice of like mining lasers or incinerators or something fast attack vehicle. Yeah. It's another fast attack vehicle. So I I like the idea of like a fast attack army that you can't really see where they're coming from. And suddenly they're deep striking and in your face right away. Turn, turn one, turn two. That's, that's the appeal of them. Now given, given the way you play and I play, you're going to play these guys first, right? Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because uh, you've been talking about genius theater cult for a while. I have. Yeah. Um, I've been going on and on about that because well, it's again the entire. I'm a sucker for Lovecraft. You got me. You got me that whole big collection for that one birthday yeah. of just all of his stories. Right, and they're great. Um, this one, I mean, these guys seem to be particularly inspired by. I believe it was the Dunwich Horror. Yes. Uh, with the town of. <laughs> well, you spoilers. Jeez. <laughs> oh, sorry. If you hadn't read that story written in the 1920s, <laughs> who who among our audience doesn't know Lovecraft? I, this is someone, someone is feeling real awkward right now. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. Do read every other story. I won't spoil every Lovecraft story. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. but they, they seem, they seem to sort of take their uh, cues from the weirdo, like the hiding in plain sight right. sort of um thing where you you feel like an outsider in a place that should be familiar to you um yes in this in this case it's sort of the weird the horrible the hive cities of 40k which may not be familiar to us immediately but i still think the whole idea of of cult that has infiltrated every level of society it in in this world very interesting yeah especially like it uh, it makes its way among like the worker class yeah that's why they have pickaxes and shovels and you know mining lasers and well, there'd be a, there's there'd be a lot to be angry about if you're like a working class per a working class person in 40k. I would rather be a medieval peasant 
<laughs> I would much rather take that. That way I wouldn't have to eat the freaking, what was it, the um, necro starch? Yeah, they, they make it like this freeze-dried, like some Imperial planets have freeze-dried food, which is just corpses. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, this is another little grim detail I was unaware of. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me see if I can let me see if I can pull this up. Necros. Mmm. That it uh, tastes like Eldar. <laughs> Eldar flavor. Uh yeah. So it's like soylent green. But it's it's, it's yeah, it's it's soy it's soylent green the soylent green, but yeah. for forty K. I mean it's not even close to the most. I mean when you have billions about. of people, you probably have hundreds of millions dying every day. Why not use them? <laughs> you, you know what? I mean, use your skulls for servile skulls and use the meat for necro starch. We're talking about a, we're talking about an empire that sacrifices a thousand psychers a day. Right. To keep their man on the chair alive because right. you need them for the. So otherwise things. humanity goes, goes down. Otherwise human, otherwise yeah. that's the game. Yeah. So I'm sure, I'm sure eating people is like nothing. <laughs> e- nothing. E- eating folks. It's, it's a given. It's fine. You don't even. Yeah, you don't even question that. It's a basic tenet of life in 40K. Yeah. Um, so the I imagine the industrial conditions are horrifying. So there would be a lot of discontent amongst the populace. And not only that, but they're, they're obviously able to win over segments of the guard. Yeah, and well, actually. People who have given their oaths over to the emperor I, I are think now the, being won over um, by the gene sealers. And now the guard are now being infiltrated. And so a lot of. You can either ally with the guard or actually make them part of your, you know, your detachment. I think, I think the war for the guard, um, members, uh, is that those are, those people, I think there's hypnosis that goes into that. Oh. There's a certain amount of, cause, well, cause the, um. So okay, it isn't like political persuasion? It isn't, sometimes. It, it's, it's kind of a mix. The initial core of the cult. Right. Starts off with the first gene stealer. Right. Uh, who will infect a host, mm-hmm. and the one who does that first will evolve into the patriarch, mm-hmm. and it will become sort of the centerpiece of the cult. Uh, these their god, right? Essentially, right. And from there, basically, in, it, infected people will be kind of when they breed, when they when they breed, they will be breeding the gene stealer genes into people. Ugh. So you'll have these generations of. Right. Humans born. You fight will, hybrids, aberrants, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole f- acolytes. Third, fourth, fifth generation. Right. The more actually look a bit more human. Wait. So um, uh, is the cl- the closer generation to the patriarch? The more- closer generation look we- really weird and okay. messed up. It's it's, it's um, later on. Later on that they get more human looking. Okay. It Got sort it. of. Got it. Dissipates. That makes sense. Uh, and they're all. And so they're all sort of already. In, it's 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 in literally in their genes to yeah. be sort of loyal to the cult. Ooh, wow! Um, they have they have a certain uh, desire to protect the gene stealers and protect their god, um, and often leadership forms out of specific mutations within the cult, passed down along generations. So, like the Magus will be, it's not just like a random psyker. It's like that person was born to be the Magus. Got it. Um, the Primus had the specific genes that made him an ideal uh an, ide- an ideal primus got it uh, and so on and so forth so it's a it's a kind of like a one giant weird family <laughs> <laughs> we're just an inbred bunch of <laughs> yeah kind of 
<laughs> kind of, yeah. Kind of sewer dwelling. Sewer dwelling <laughs> inbreeding in weirdos. <laughs> wow. wow. It's, what a great army to play. <laughs> yeah. Hills have eyes. Yeah, um, to- yeah totally. <laughs> it's like a Rob Zombie movie. It really is. <laughs> Uh, okay. When you look at it that way, it kind of makes more sense though. Well, yeah, so, so, but the guard though, are, con- are you saying that they're probably like a mass hypnosis kind of a thing? Are they infected in some kind of way? Um, I think it's a mixture of, well, I, I, I think I saw something about hypnosis in there. Uh, okay. considering, considering the gene steal or predilection for psychic power, both from the patriarch and uh, certain figures within the cult, it wouldn't be so far fetched. Okay. Um. Often, I think oftentimes that's how they went over certain recruits and get their way. Yeah. No. I. I just. I just love the. I just love the feel and the look of this army. Even despite even despite the weird inbreeding. Right. Rom zombie aspect. <laughs> maybe because I'm a big fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So you know. Yeah. Uh, you never know. That maybe that's why you're drawn to these guys. Yeah. So maybe that's why I'm a mix of that and Lovecraft. What more could I ask for? That's true. From like a horror inspired army. Well, uh, again, the first time I've ever had 40K nightmares, I think, is because of the Gene Stealer cult. It's, yeah. Oh, Chaos man. How Lovecraftian is that? And it really is. <laughs> right. You if I go insane, it's because I've, I've, by, I'm building this army. Plagued by visions. Right. I'm going to write a novel by a guy who like, gets so obsessed with his little, you know, Tabletop any, army that he goes insane. Did you see any Euclidean geometry in those figures? Non-Euclidean geometry. Non-E- sorry, non-Euclidean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little bit of faux pas there. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I can't wait to actually get these guys on the table and and, and play them. Yeah. I can't wait either. I've been raving about these guys for a yeah. while. So, uh, uh, one of these banguses will be able to say, "Witness my power." There you go. Or he might say. The glory of the emperor through me. Oh, actually, well, probably not. Probably, probably not, not that. Probably, probably not, not extolling the values yeah. of the emperor. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, there you go. That's that's a little fun little feature of your new. Yeah, my new my new soundboard. Orders received, brother. We turn slowly into morning zoo now. Yeah, exactly. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Okay, I think we better end the show. <laughs> Quit while we're <laughs> Quit behind. Quit while we're behind. Okay. We're going to end the show. If you guys have any uh, emails you'd like to share about uh, Gene Sitter Cult or any, frankly, any other 40K issue, you can always uh, give us an email. Uh, we are the Eye of Terror podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We'll put up uh, pictures of Severina Rain and uh, our new Gene Sitter Cult army as it starts to get put together. And you can follow along our hobby progress on, on Facebook there. In our next uh, episode, we will actually play with the Gene Sitter cult. And I think the plan is to play against kind of a regular group of space Marines, right? Yeah, baseline. Just to create a baseline, yeah. right? It'll be space Marines versus Gene Sitter cult just to see how they play against the MEQs of the world. Yeah, and it'll be a nice little test to see. Where we can rank, uh, get a rough idea of where, where, where do these them. guys rank in the power, in, in yeah. our, and then and then we'll in test. our personal power rankings. Exactly. Our who, power who, would rankings. You, who would you think the, at the top of our personal power rankings right now? Oh, are probably armies. Necrons or Tau, which is weird because I don't think Necrons are like. Are, are they super competitive anywhere else? I don't think no, so. Yeah, no. that's, I don't think at the LVO you saw any any Necrons in the top eight table list. 
Yeah. I think you saw Guard I think, and Eldar. I think you saw Guard with their Castellan list. A testament to how... Knights. A testament to our Eldar. casualness, perhaps, but... Oh, totally. I, I, People I, don't I, listen to the show for our competitive yeah. aspect. Yeah. I have a, but I always... Love, I like the Necrons. I know. Well, the Necrons are super tough, so they've been done really well competitively and i think the tau because they're they're very shooty and they tend to kill everything in the first two rounds um yeah yeah so that's that's our power meta yeah right that, so that, that's we'll, our personal meta that's our personal meta so we'll see how these guys rank in there okay all right i think we've said enough on the topic um we hope you join us next time until then i'm george and i'm alec and we play 40k we'll see you guys soon 